This is Front Page. We here at Front Page, we do our best to dig out the truth and bring it to you. Hello, all you freedom-loving people. Welcome to Front Page Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Cameron Goulet. The shakeup at OpenAI isn't over yet. An overwhelming majority of employees strongly oppose the board's decision to fire Sam Altman. Investors aren't supportive either. President Trump has added one more to his list of heavyweight supporters. And there's now a growing chorus of voices to cancel the Republican primaries and the primary debates. The Trump team's appeal of the gag order went before the Court of Appeals yesterday. These judges, even though they were appointed by Obama and Biden, also found the gag order unconscionable. The release of the new J6 footage has given many Republicans who had previously held a different view of J6 a new idea. They want to set up a new investigative committee in order to investigate the previous panel. The election of a new president in Argentina has also given the conservative Republican Party confidence that perhaps the same thing will happen in the United States and on the other side of the Atlantic, Beijing is starting to lose sleep. Okay, let's get into it. We look forward to giving you all the details in our episode. The technology company OpenAI fired its co-founder and former CEO Sam Altman, causing discontent among the company's employees. OpenAI was thrown into further turmoil on Monday when it was announced that Altman had been taken under the wing of industry giant Microsoft. As of noon on Monday, the vast majority of employees had signed an open letter urging all members of the board of directors to resign. Otherwise, the employees will resign and they will go to the new research division of Microsoft where Altman has been appointed. The employees wrote in the letter, Your actions have made it obvious that you are incapable of overseeing OpenAI. We are unable to work for or with people that lack competence, judgment, and care for our mission and employees. Organizers of the letter said that the number of signatories had grown to more than 700 out of the company's roughly 770 employees. Already, one core board member said that he regrets the decision to fire Altman. OpenAI chief scientist Ilya Satskever led the board's decision to exclude Altman, but he says that he has no plans to harm OpenAI. He posted on X, I deeply regret my participation in the board's actions. I never intended to harm OpenAI. I love everything we've built together and I will do everything I can to reunite the company. Some investors are prepared to take legal action against the board. Insiders say that some investors are consulting with legal counsel to evaluate their options. These investors are concerned that they could lose the hundreds of millions of dollars that they have invested in the startup if it crashes and burns. On Monday, President Donald Trump received the 13th endorsement from a senator who supports his re-election bid. That senator is Senator Roger Marshall, who said that the Republican Party's political primary charade must end. Marshall criticized Biden's Green New Deal agenda which he sees as harming the American agriculture and energy industries. Marshall said in the statement, Since the day Joe Biden stepped foot in the Oval Office, this White House declared war on American agriculture and American energy independence in pursuit of their Green New Deal agenda and electric vehicle mandates. He also criticized Biden by saying that Biden has also completely abandoned our Christian values and has undermined our constitutional rights. 
That's why we need a leader who upholds traditional values to get America back on track. He also wrote, the American dream is being pushed further out of reach. We need an America first leader back in the White House who fights for families in the heartland and the values we live by. He believes that President Trump is the right man for the job and that others are just imitating him. Marshall also wrote, while others may try to imitate him, only President Trump will put our country back on track on day one. It's time for the GOP to unite behind President Trump. Let's end the political primary charade and focus on retiring Joe Biden. According to a running list provided by Ballotpedia, among the GOP presidential candidates, President Trump has by far the most endorsements from senators, House lawmakers, and governors. A summary of a poll provided by Real Clear Politics shows that as of Monday, President Trump has at least a 58.9% approval rating among Republican voters, which is about 44 points higher than Ron DeSantis, who is in second place. The fourth Republican presidential debate is slated for December 6th in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Only four candidates have reached the bar for attending the debate so far, including President Trump. President Trump still won't participate in this debate, and he's calling for reforming the RNC if the debate goes forward. In a November 20th post on True Social, President Trump highlighted new poll results suggesting that the Republican National Committee should spend money against Democrats rather than investing in additional debates. President Trump stated, if not, revamp the RNC now. Early in the third debate, Vivek Ramaswamy also called on RNC head Rona McDaniel to resign. In recent weeks, Trump allies have stepped up their criticism of McDaniel. Trump advisor Roger Stone in a November 16th Rumble show said, I think the head of the entire operation needs to be examined. Republican Representative Byron Donalds of Florida said in another recent interview, I think Rona McDaniel's got a lot of things that she's got to answer to and she's got to do it fast. McDaniel responded to the criticism by saying that this Republican on Republican infighting isn't helping the party. The RNC head also pledged to back President Trump when he becomes the nominee. On Monday, a three-judge D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals panel signaled that it would partially remove President Trump's gag order in Jack Smith's case. A judge said that the gag order is unfair to President Trump because his indictment could easily be used to attack him in a presidential debate. Judge Patricia Millett, an Obama appointee, said he has to speak mismanners while everyone else is throwing targets at him. It would be really hard in a debate when everyone else is going at it full bore. Your attorneys would have to have scripted little things you can say. Judge Millett also believes that the judiciary cannot get involved in politics. The judge added, we certainly want to make sure that the criminal trial process and its integrity and its truth-finding function are protected, but we ought to use a careful scalpel here and not step into really sort of skewering the political arena. Another judge, Judge Nina Pollard, considered that the gag order was too broad. The gag order prevented President Trump from criticizing Jack Smith or any of his prosecutors or staffers, any of the court staff or supporting personnel or any witnesses. Judge Nina Pollard said regarding 
William Barr and Mike Pence. I would assume that their testimony would not be affected. So far, it's unclear when the appeals court will make a decision on the gag order. After the release of the new J6 footage, several House Republicans called for launching a new investigation into the January 6th Capitol breach. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene wrote that the new footage release is not enough. Taylor Greene called on House Speaker Mike Johnson to create a new select committee. She criticized the previous Congress's January 6th panel that was chaired by Representative Jamie Raskin and former Representative Liz Cheney. Representative Troy Nels also called for an investigation into the now-defunct House Select Committee. Nels said that the newly released footage presents a different view of the Capitol breach. Over the weekend, another lawmaker, Senator Mike Lee, called for an investigation into the previous January 6th subcommittee. Lee asked why some of the videos were not included by the previous select committee. He questioned, why didn't Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger ever refer to any of these tapes? Maybe they never looked for them. Former representatives Cheney and Kinzinger were the only Republicans on the January 6th panel. Kinzinger declined to seek re-election last year, and Liz Cheney lost her primary bid in Wyoming. Lee also questioned by saying, Given the evidence they apparently suppressed, how much footage do you think Nancy Pelosi and the J6 committee deliberately lost or destroyed? The new Argentine president-elect Javier Millet has been welcomed by U.S. Republicans because of his similarity to traditional Republican ideas. Millet has called for a smaller government and for draining the swamp. President-elect Malay's first campaign proposal was to tackle inflation. This would be done by removing the peso from circulation and by stripping the central bank of the right to print money in favor of the U.S. dollar as the national currency. Economists say that the uncontrolled printing of money to pay for public spending is one of the factors contributing to the high inflation rate in Argentina of 143%. The scale of Malay's victory was unexpected. He won 21 of the 24 provinces. This is a shot in the arm for U.S. Republicans. Republican Senator Mike Lee of Utah said after the win, Here's the most compelling reason why American progressives detest Javier Millet. If Argentina can elect a government with a mandate to restrain and downsize government, so can we. Republican Representative Mike Collins of Oklahoma congratulated Millet on his victory, and he hopes that this is the beginning of a shift for all of Latin America. Collins said, hopefully, this will be the first of many wins for freedom and democracy against socialism in Latin America. Before entering politics two years ago, Malay was an economist. He has been studying economics since he was 10 years old and he also likes soccer. In an interview with The Economist, Malay said that he was playing professional soccer when Argentina went into hyperinflation. He gave up the sport in order to devote himself to his studies. He earned two master's degrees in economics. He was a professor of economics for more than 20 years. He headed the economic research department of a think tank, and he wrote more than 50 academic papers. In the face of a massive economic crisis, Malay advocates the abolition of the central bank. 
He also advocates for the elimination of half of all government departments, the reduction of social subsidies, and the severance of ties with the Chinese Communist Party. Vivek Ramaswamy, who also recently made his first foray into politics, said in a video congratulating Malay that at last there's someone who knows how to cut the bureaucracy or is at least willing to do so. Republican Representative Anna Polina Luna retweeted a video of Malay's campaign saying that this is the new president of Argentina. We need that kind of energy. Former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro also congratulated Malay saying that he hopes Malay will make South America shine again. On Sunday night, Buenos Aires, Argentina's capital, was jubilant with thousands of Malay supporters waving Argentine flags, setting off fireworks, sounding horns, and singing popular Latin American rock music. The Argentinian election has also touched the nerves of the Chinese Communist Party. As Argentina's second largest trading partner, the Chinese Communist Party is very worried about Argentina's change of course. But Malay's election signals a repositioning of Argentina's economic strategy and it could affect its trade dynamics and diplomatic relations with the Chinese Communist Party. Since 2008, the CCP has been trying to internationalize the renminbi, or the RMB, by establishing a global network of central bank currency exchanges. Since May of this year, the CCP has signed bilateral currency swap agreements with more than 40 countries and regions. In particular, the currency swap agreement with Argentina has attracted attention because of its long maturity and its wide scope of use. Argentina has authorized the RMB as one of the country's important denomination settlement trading and reserve currencies. Upon Malay taking office, the Sino-Argentine alliance that his predecessors have built over the past few years, including the possibility of Argentina's planned entry into the BRICS grouping on January 1st of next year, could be called off. As a critic of the Chinese Communist Party, Malay has denounced the restrictions on people's freedoms and the fact that some people have been killed by the Chinese Communist Party just for doing what they want. He has said that it is not his wish to maintain business relations with communist China because of the differences in ideological stance. So will he consider the United States and Israel as Argentina's main partners? Malay also will make no restrictions on the private sector. Okay, this is our podcast for today. Thank you again for listening to Front Page Podcast. For more exclusive in-depth content, please go to frontpageshow.com.